These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Welcome to the Keishi Tapes Podcast. I'm John Hewlett along with... Favaz! Hi, John! Hi! Hey, here's our sponsor, Keishi Tapes, driven by legendsofrock.io. Visit legendsofrock.io to enter giveaways of rare collectibles. Today we're going to do an interview that I was a part of on the 17th of June, 2022, with comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. I think uh, A.D. from the Casey Morning Rock Show is also in this interview with me. And uh, I don't like comedians in general, mm-hmm. but he, he's pretty funny. Yeah, he is. I, I've seen enough of him on social media, but I've never seen him in person. And uh, yeah, and he's Italian, so yeah, there, you know, there you he go. gets a pass. I'm half Italian. You're full. Are you full blooded? No, Italian? I'm, I'm oh. half. Oh, you're half, I'm, too. I'm, I'm half. What's the other half? Polish. <laughs> Stop it. If my mother were alive, she would hate you for that. I know. And that's such an old thing, you know. It goes back, you know, generations about, you know, Polish and Polish jokes and oh, stuff I like know. that. Yeah. Because Polish people... Hello? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, they didn't deserve that, you know. I mean, I don't know where that came I don't, from. I, I don't you know? know the origin of it either. Yeah. And uh, I, I really don't know. Yeah. But... Uh, uh, you've you've uh, rejuvenated it here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> let's let's get to the uh, interview. My gosh, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Here we go. Was he in person? No, I was on the phone. Oh, yeah. Would probably help if I turned up the volume. Here we go. <laughs> on the phone. Speaking, of, speaking of being Polish, I uh, need to turn the volume. <laughs> Maybe I'm half Polish. No. All right. Enough of that. <clears throat> yeah, you got to have headphones in order to hear them. Okay. <clears throat> you on the road today? No, I'm at home. I'm in L.A., so oh, I got this okay. weekend off, and uh, next oh. weekend I'm out. Oh, good. Okay, ah, good for you. Father's got an update uh, on his schedule. There. He sounds pissed off already. <laughs> he does. He, does. <laughs> he has a natural pissed off sounding voice. Yeah, yeah. That's what makes him funny. Huh? Yeah, it allows him to project uh, his his humor. Yeah, comedy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. All right, here we go. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, I said. He's getting his headphones in, and we're about ready to go. You just want to start us off and uh, <clears throat> yeah. Good okay. morning, Sebastian. Thank you so much for being on the show. You got it. Thanks for having me. It's AD and you, man. The KC Morning Rock Show. We are privileged to be joined on the phone now by the hottest comedian in the land, the great Sebastian Miscalco, who's doing two nights at the fabulous Fox, June twenty third and June twenty fourth. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Just um, doing some radio this morning, which is always nice to tap into uh, local radio stations and the places I'm coming to. And uh, I love St. Louis, man. I'm a Midwest guy, so anytime I get a chance to come back to the Midwest, I uh, really, really enjoy it. The crowds there uh, really know stand-up comedy well. You know, that was going to be one of my first questions. You are a Midwestern boy from up the road in Illinois. And do you find that when you're playing this area, I mean, look, your humor is unbelievably relatable. I don't know anyone who doesn't love you and who doesn't laugh incredibly hard at all the things you do. But do you find that people where you're from really, really get you? Yeah, you know, it's a Midwest sensibility. I think it's, um, you know, people from the Midwest. We laugh harder. Well, that's what Polish people do, John. Midwest, are no nonsense, blue collar. Uh, they kind of, they kind of love unfiltered uh, comedy and, and honest comedy. So I, I remember Uncle Lair from Chicago, the comedian. Yeah, I do. Larry, Larry Reeb. Lujak. 
Larry We're, Reeb. No, Larry oh. Reeb. Oh, you're talking about the DJ. Larry he Boucher. was a DJ. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, Larry Reeb used to come on the morning show with us. Same no. kind of delivery as as really Sebastian. Yeah, yeah. Find it uh, extremely fun to come to that part of the country, and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been especially coming out of the pandemic. People are dying uh, for entertainment. A lot of times, I go get that Chicago accent. You know, a little, is that, that, is that where he's funny. from? Yeah, from that, that area. Okay. These shows that I'm doing, that's their that's their first night out since since the pandemic. So uh, it's been great. Mm, yeah. well, I, I got to tell you, um, your spe- I tried to get a word in there and I couldn't get you it. You couldn't. In. Yeah, I went. <laughs> Special was one of the things that helped me laugh my way through. The I pandemic. would never do that. <laughs> it was yeah. He just did. <laughs> like you, you really have a kind of open, honest, relatable sense of humor that brings us back to our childhood. I think so, so often, especially with the bits you do about the back and forth between you and your dad. <laughs> that um, you know, like it really. Yeah, his dad is a, apparently a major part of his act, and he's he's still alive and oh, it's really? pretty funny stuff. Is yeah. he Polish too? <laughs> no, he's all. I think he's a hundred percent Italian. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Not like you and I. We're yeah. half-breeds. Yeah. Half-breed! <laughs> Cher comes in here today. <laughs> kind of helped build up that precious nostalgia that we all seem to need to get through it and to get some laughs. So thank you for that. He, ex- he exhaled into the uh, telephone there. He's tired. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the question was too long. <laughs> no, thanks. I uh, appreciate it. I, I, I think people... Definitely relate to kind of, and a lot of my comedy is like, hey, this is the way it used to be, this is the way it is now, and I think a lot of people like to reflect on, you know, uh, what they might consider the good old days, um, and especially nowadays with everything being so up in arms, and you know, the, the world today is so crazy, people are looking for some type of release in regards to, you know, how they can forget all, all, all these problems that they're seeing on the news, so yeah, I always, always love to doing stuff, especially about my father. I, yeah. I just wrote a movie um, loosely based on my life called About My Father. It's basically a love story about a father and son comedy where uh, Robert De Niro plays my dad yeah. and uh, crazy, crazy. How about that? Robert De Niro plays his dad. That's pretty special. He's acting with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I didn't think this this thing was going to see the light of day. And next thing you know, we get it into De Niro's hands and he really, really gravitated towards the material and awesome. um, he wanted my father on set. So wow. here, my father's a beautician and, and, and De Niro wanted to know how to do dye jobs and blowouts. Uh, <laughs> so he had my dad come to set to teach him and I'm sitting there looking at this and I'm like, my God, you know, De Niro's a guy that I had a poster uh, of on my wall yeah. growing up, and here my dad's teaching him how to do hair. I never <laughs> even put those two things together. So it was uh, it was a wild experience. Six month or six weeks in uh, in Mobile, Alabama, shooting this thing, and uh, for me it was like an acting lesson with uh, with De Niro. Well, yeah. What was that like? Was it intimidating? Being like, hey, uh, hey no pressure or nothing, John, but you're gonna. Yeah. Be- Did you? Were you involved in this interview at all? <laughs> Did I try to get in there again? Yeah. Uh, oh. No. Were, were you involved at all? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't oh, sure. I, I bring it later. Oh, okay. Don't worry about all that. All right. The acting we'll opposite, Robert De Niro. Yeah, no, I was bald by the end of the movie. Uh, it, it, a lot of anxiety, uh, a lot of nerves. I mean, oh, you know, God. stand-up comedy, uh, you know, I do it with my eyes closed. And, and acting is something that I've done just a handful of times, and I've never... You know, was, you know, I am an actor, as you know. From, uh, actor, uh, John. Actor, yes. Uh, yes. P.U. from uh, you know, 
Anthony. Professor Umay. Professor Umay from the kids, Cardinals Kids Television Show. Check out my acting on Valley Sports Midwest. It is stunning. 11 a.m. on Sundays, 2 o'clock on Wednesdays and Mondays. 2 o'clock in the morning? You'd think I'd know when my show was on. Uh, no, don't 2 o'clock oh, in the afternoon. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Prime afternoon time. Oh, oh I thought so. Right. It's a part of a movie from you know beginning to end, yeah. every day, every scene. So for about me, it was... You. And you yeah, about me, yeah, and uh, and with and with you know doing a comedy in a movie, you know, I'm used to laughs, you know, yeah, like yeah. what I'm doing stand up. The affirmation that I'm doing a good job is people laughing, and then in a movie, you know, I do something funny, and you know, I'm looking around looking for a round of applause. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what happened to uh, my applause break? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a definite uh, different different. Uh, very, very difficult to get used to doing a movie opposed to stand-up comedy, but uh, I really enjoyed the experience. You also did some acting in the movie The Irishman. There you How, are. There you go. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're speaking. Yeah. How would you rate yourself as an actor at this point? Great question. You know, I'm not, you know, uh, collecting any awards out of this thing, but, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, I... Oh, man. I, I, like I, you say that, we haven't seen the movie yet. I, I got to imagine if Robert De Niro's cool with going toe-to-toe for you, he w- I, I have to imagine he wouldn't work with someone he thought was a schmuck or incapable. Yeah. Did I ask you that question, A.D.? <laughs> no, you didn't, John. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right there. I mean, listen, I, I, I think I can hold my own. Uh, I'm still learning. It's one of these things that... You know, I'm very. It's very new to me. So every time I go on set, it's a different experience. Um, and quite frankly, it's uh, it's boring. I mean, close uh, <laughs> to stand-up comedy, you go out there an hour and a half, you're done. Here, it's you know, 15 hours a day, and uh, it's a lot of waiting around, a lot of like adjusting the cameras, the lights, this, that, the you know, makeup. So uh, waiting for Fred Bird to get his makeup on. I can relate. <laughs> it's it's definitely not as exciting as stand-up comedy, but uh, you know I'll do it again. And uh, and uh, the, the, uh, very fortunate to to be in movies like The Irishman and The Green Book, and movies that uh, really put me in with some top-notch talent. Sebastian, did you see The Irishman? Uh, I think I did. Did you remember seeing him? You know, uh, no, I, I didn't know he was in the movie. Oh, well. No, I think I saw it with my wife. I, she recommended it. Makes me want to watch it now. Yeah. Your delivery is, it's its what makes you, obviously. I mean, you, you, your material's strong, but then you deliver it. I, I could do your material and, and probably very few or moderate laughs, but you do it and people are crying in their, in their, in their chairs. And it's, uh, I don't know if it's the Chicago accent or whatever. I remember a comedian out of Chicago, Uncle Lair. Do you remember Uncle Lair by chance? Oh, yeah, Uncle Lair, yeah. Yeah, and, and he could do the same thing. It, that, that, that Chicago accent is hilarious if it's done by a true, legitimate Chicagoan like you. Yeah, you know, there's a lot that goes into comedy. It's not only the the material, but it's the delivery. It's the it timing. Yeah. Um, what a great question. Man, I'm floored by this uh this question and uh, all of your questions. I like to kind of act out some of them a bit. So, you know, physicality, facial expressions. I try and use it all to uh, to li- deliver the joke. I'm not a guy that just stands behind the microphone and does, uh, you know, set up punchlines. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, um, you know, I- I've always liked to kind of be a little bit animated in describing. And I'm not really doing jokes. I'm doing this. It's storytelling. So, uh, yeah. And, and I think, you know, whatever. I, I the, the accent. 
accent is something that I never, never really knew I had until I moved out to Los Angeles. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I thought everybody spoke like I did. Same with St. Louis, and we we have accents here. We we didn't think we had until people started telling us from outside. Man, you talk funny. Yeah, you know? and, and, right? and you are you yeah. are one of the more animated comics that I've ever seen. Like as uh, as Andrew Dice Clay when he said when he came on the show, you know, move around a little, and you yeah, do that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You, you, yeah, you, I like, you I like to move. Yeah, you you uh, you pace up and down like a like a tiger, a comedy tiger yeah. <laughs> getting ready yeah, to yeah. be unleashed upon us. If you uh, maybe we'll strike that one for the record. It sounded better in my head. You're a comedy <laughs> tiger. Um, if you had a comedy tiger, somebody should go by that. <laughs> Who, John? I don't know. Somebody. If you're listening out there and you're a young person, you want to become a stand-up comedian, go by the comedy tiger. Wow. Brilliant. Might get you some attention. To pick one person or one moment, whether it was listening to someone's record or if it was seeing someone on TV. How long is this, John? Uh, the actual interview with him went uh, 16 minutes. Wow. So we're a little halfway, about halfway wow. through. Or maybe seeing someone live that made you go, oh, this is it. Comedy. I, I have to do something with this. This has to be my life. What would you say that was? Uh, I think uh, probably Eddie Murphy Delirious when I saw that I was like wow that's really something special I, I, I was a kid obviously when I saw it I don't know how old I was I mean, maybe 8 or 9 uh -huh. probably shouldn't have been right. watching it to begin with but I mean just the way Eddie Murphy kind of not only did add the the, the character voices, the 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 showmanship, the mm -hmm. the, the red uh, leather jumpsuit. Yes. I mean, the whole thing. I, I was like fascinated with. Also, Johnny Carson. I thought of that today, uh, delirious, because uh, my my kids are at daycare, you know, during mm -hmm. during summer months, and the ice cream man is coming at ten o'clock, and I remember Eddie Murphy doing ice cream man, <laughs> ice cream man, you know, so watching him at you know late night with my father and uh, having all the comedians come on I, I just found it like fascinating how people could remember the material and and to say it like it's the first time they they've ever said it you know a lot of times it's like people don't realize it's like you're 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 doing the material night in night out so you have to say it like it's the first time you've ever said it uh, every show yeah. and it, it's uh yeah it, it looks easier or it looks it looks easy but it's 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 really no, not no, you really no, you really got to no. you got to he makes it look easy he's really good yeah, yeah. sell it and uh yeah i really really loved uh eddie murphy and actually i heard that he's going to be going back on tour within the next year so i'm looking forward to seeing i mean a guy that took what i don't know 35 years off yeah and now he's going to go back out again yeah it's going to be something to see yeah it really will and you say it looks easy no it doesn't i see a guy like you rocking a room and i go yeah. ah, there's no way and it's the most incredible thing because i i have so much respect for people like you because it's it's complete and utter autonomy and complete and yeah. utter taking responsibility for everything. It's you, a mic. <laughs> well, he's right about that. I mean, you stop and you think if you got to stand on stage and it's all you, the light is on you for an hour and a half and you got to keep people entertained. That's, that's an amazing thing that these guys pull off, guys and gals. I agree.
yeah. microphone and your audience that you have built by hook or by crook over the years. And if something goes wrong, it's not like you can turn around and blame it on the bass player. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> yeah, no, right. it, well, there's a lot of reward for what you're doing up there, but there's also a lot of risk. So it's like uh, when you hit, it's, it's nothing better than uh, make it. What's he worth? Thirty-five million. I had the answer. Oh wow! Right there, I right. looked it up. Yeah, well, you were thinking along the same way. Thirty-five mil. Yeah, and when they go on stage, I mean, they might have a manager. They got to pay. Who else? Stand-up comedians. Who else? Manager. They got to rent That's the room. It. I guess. That. Uh, uh, but even that might well, even no, be taken I mean, care of by the, the, the venue. Yeah, the promoter pays it's, for it all. All that. goes pays in his you. pocket. Yeah. It's just amazing. And, you know, a room full of you know, twenty-five hundred people laugh, and then. When you don't, the silence is is crippling. Oh, yeah. um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's. But it's. Did you hear me try to get another question there. Yeah, I went. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, uh, a microphone, me and an audience is is something that you know the energy is unmatchable, and uh, and it's something that uh, you really can't replicate in any other form of entertainment. I'm sure you probably bombed when you were when you were starting out and, and struggling in the in the beginning. Did you have those days? Because you were you weren't an overnight success. You worked hard for yeah, a long for time. A long time. Man, I bombed last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, this, what, was, uh, all right, Dave, what was the line that bombed? Try well, it on us. Uh, it wasn't much of a line. It was more of like a story. I was trying. It was it was new material about being a father and Father's Day and my my wife doing arts and crafts. It, you know, it, with comedy, you got to bomb. I mean, it's it's something that's yeah. not like um, you do it for twenty five years and everything that comes out of your mouth is is oh, funny. It's, yeah. it's 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 you know the thought is oh this might be funny and then you go and you test it out and boom dies and then you're like okay <laughs> you know let, let's see how how I could adjust it or maybe we just drop it all together so yeah there's there's bombing i mean uh but the bombing is kind of uh just I, I do it at the comedy store here in Los Angeles. It's kind of my my uh, my gym, my workout room. So uh, I don't I don't like necessarily bring new material to you know the Fox Theater. It's it's uh, it's it's not something that I'm going to uh, test in front of you know 4,500 people. But uh, that yeah, desperately fine. desperately need to laugh. <laughs> Yeah, people are paying a high price ticket, and they're like, "This is funny." You know, like, <laughs> you got you got to give your A material. So let me ask you this: You are making this movie, which is essentially a love letter to your dad. Uh, how did he feel about this? Because you you went to college, you're a college grad, you're a smart guy, and how, how did he feel about it when you're like, "I'm taking my college degree, I'm going to Los Angeles, and I'm going to be waiting tables at the Four Seasons while I figure this all out." How did how did that all go with him? You know, surprisingly, in my my not, no, I don't want to say surprisingly, but you know, anybody that goes into the arts uh, and, and tells their parents they're going to try and do this, uh, typically met with resistance, and 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 you know, right, rightfully so. It's 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 something that when you when you get into, it's it's not stable. You know, my, my my parents were always worried about health insurance. You know, does it provide health insurance? You know, like, and then you you know you're telling them you're going to go into stand up comedy, which provides nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they were they were they were really supportive. I mean, I, thank God because um, my family is my 
biggest my biggest fans and my biggest critics. Uh, I come from a family where you know they, they don't sugarcoat nothing. Mm-hmm. If my father comes to a show and, and he don't think it's funny, I'm, I'm gonna hear it after the show. <laughs> you know, it's it's like uh, he's got like a notepad, a legal pad that he brings to the shows, and he writes down stuff that he needs to tell me afterwards that no wasn't kidding. funny or didn't land. Ta- oh yeah, no, it's like oh, I feel like I'm in little league again, where I come off uh, you know the field and he's saying you know choke up. Uh, <laughs> so- Comedy. Well, this, uh, is, this is a very important question about the mechanics of your show. If your dad is coming to him and writing down things you could have done better on a legal pad, do you put him out of the line of sight so it's not distracting when you see something that might not be going as well and, and watch him taking notes? Does it take you out? Like, do you, do you purposely put him in a place where you can't see him so you're not like, oh, no, clearly I'm bombing. Dad's writing something. No, he don't even sit down. He, he, he's walking around like he's he goes uh, in the upper deck. He goes, you know, the mezzanine. He he also looks at the crowd. He, a lot of times, he looks at the crowd's reaction to see if they're laughing and what they're doing. Uh-huh. It's it's a whole thing. This guy's analyzing everything. So. Uh, no, I don't even give him a seat. He just comes and he'll be backstage at one point. Then he'll be in the front of the house. You know, he'll he'll be by the vending machine. This guy's <laughs> all over the the map. You don't have to pay him, do you? No, he wants to be paid. <laughs> but but I mean, so you know, he he helped your little league game back in the day. Do you think that your father, by taking notes and giving you his honest fatherly feedback, is helping you hit comedy home runs? Yeah, he's a lot. He's he. As much as I don't like a lot of times when he gives me critiques, often they are right. And uh, yeah, he's been a big reason why I think I've had so much success because he's you know he's. I wouldn't get a big head anyway. It's just he's keep kept me grounded over the years. Wow. Is he living vicariously through you? You think in some way? Maybe he's somewhere deep down inside wanted to be yeah, in the entertainment funny? business. Oh, tremendous question. Save it for the end. I, I just, I just don't know what to you, say. You don't know how I do it, do you? <laughs> oh no, he thinks he's hysterical. I mean, he's a musician, so and when he's basically performing behind the chair every every day with his clients, so uh, I think uh, secretly he uh, he thinks he's a stand-up comedian as well. Yeah. Well, we cannot wait to see yeah. you do what your father has decided is your A game when you come to the <laughs> fabulous Fox on June twenty third and June twenty fourth. Sebastian Maniscalco. Thank you so much for being a part of the show this morning. Thank you so much for sharing those uh, those stories of your dad so close to Father's Day. It's, it's really you awesome. You got it. You got it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I'll see you soon. Thank okay. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, Sebastian. And. Wow, that was riveting. It. Yeah. Uh, no, he was funny. Yeah, I, I would like funny. to go see him. I, I, yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, you... You don't know about a comedian, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, the, when you see the commercials for what they do, they put what is yes, possibly the, the peak of the show and then right. it's all downhill from there. But I don't right. think he's like that. No. He's consistent. Yeah. No, I, I, he, he was, uh, he was yeah. good. And he does have that Chicago accent. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. it adds to the, to the hilarity, I think. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, on Twitter, I'm STLU man, Instagram, Johnny Hewlett, and also on Instagram, Newly established, half-assed retired DJ. Hey, that's cute. That's cool. Um, the Casey Tapes, driven by legendsofrock.io. Visit legendsofrock.io to enter giveaways of rare collectibles. I am Favaz AMF. Bye. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app.